Hello and good evening to all. This is Anirudh Kalla. I will be hosting a series of talks which will be broadcast as a podcast on important events throughout history and their political implications which trickle down to social changes and how the world is the way it is right now. So today we shall be talking about the Arab Spring which is the Arab Revolution and without any further ado let's get started. So the Arab Spring started uh, in the relatively peaceful region of the North African area, a country which is known for its famous beaches and sunny weather. This country is Tunisia, headed by Zine Labedin Ben Ali, who was the president of Tunisia. While Tunisia was this supposed uh, oasis of peace in this extremely volatile region, there had been protests that were simmering for a while. There was no explicit permission to protest, since, as you may expect, it was a dictatorial regime. So dissent and freedom of press were non-existent. While it is very, very close to Europe, and it has a very small sea boundary between the European states and itself, things are far too different to be clubbed together. President Ben Ali was a megalomaniac, as you would expect any dictator to be. The fourth estate did not exist during his regime and he was especially harsh on dissent. While the country was relatively peaceful, there were in fact a lot of reasons that drove the populace to order protest and as we will cover further, Facebook came as an unlikely saviour for the people. Now going by the chronology, the entire protest was started by a paltry vegetable seller by the name of Mohammed Bouazizi who was just a regular fruit seller with no political inclinations who just wanted to feed his family. While Tunisia was peaceful, corruption was an evil that was widespread and like him, many other fruit hawkers and sellers did not have permit because they could not afford the high bribes that they would have to pay to the government officials. So one fine day, Boazizi was selling his fruits as usual. Female administrative officer comes along, takes his fruit balances that he uses, takes them away. And uh, he is protesting to get his fruit scales back. And he is humiliated in the public view. And he is also slapped and demeaned in front of everybody around him. While he does go to the administrative office and asks for his fruit scales back, he felt that there was no avail to his pleas and they asked for high bribes which he could not afford to pay something on the tune of hundreds of dollars which was nearly his monthly income and he could not afford to pay for that so he adopted a technique which as we have seen in tibet as well a technique which has proven to be very very valuable as it was in this case he performed the brave act of self-immolation and that is how a paltry fruit seller in the city of benarus started off Arab Revolution, the Arab Spring, that would shock the world beyond measure. While this was a very tiny city of nearly just 40,000 people, Benarus, the word of him committing the act of self-immolation quickly spread around, and a lot of discontented youth that were reeling by high inflation rates and unemployment, the rates of which were exceeding 30%. So it was very, very um, unexpected to the unaided eye of a visitor who was not a resident of the state or the city to feel why Tunisia of all places would start off 
in protest because while everything seemed perfectly fine everything was not as rosy as it seemed benarus was a city that was not frequented by western tourists so the income through tourism which was in fact one of tunisia's most important sources of revenue had not given its fruit in the city of benarus and as mentioned before the public were in fact dealing with high levels of unemployment in a short while a huge crowd gathered in the middle of benarus and the word of this quickly spread around through the city this in the far inner regions of the of the country but word quickly spread around to the capital tunis and the youth which was facing the same the same problem as the youth in benarus rose in protest now it has been noted time and time again how facebook was an unlikely savior of the people from this dictatorship while the state run media which was the only form of media broadcast media allowed for the people on television did not broadcast these protests all of these protests were streamed live on facebook which near which had a penetration rate of nearly 30% due to increase of cheap internet and the word quickly spread around and as quickly as the revolution began by 14th january the dictator and the dictatorship were no more the dictator had fled the country in a jiffy as soon as he realized that there was no point in continuing due to the increase in the number of protests and there have been multiple reports of how the army itself aided the protesters by not firing so the entire revolution was a very peaceful silent and a barefoot revolution because people did not raise arms they just showed their power through their unity and it is from this peaceful protest this this act of self immolation that was committed by mohammed boizizi that started off this entire series of events which had far reaching geopolitical consequences while mohammed boizizi could not be saved he passed away on 4th of january he is still regarded as the hero of free tunisia with democracy and he is also regarded as the father of the arab spring by most historians and sophologists we will continue the discussion in the next part which will be focused on the egyptian president hosni mubarak and we shall discuss how this revolution went from peaceful to a full blown civil war like in the case of libya and how it led to the overthrowing of one of the most brutal despots of recent history muammar gaddafi thank you